0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Giel Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Giel Asselin. Good afternoon and good evening, everyone.
2: This is Jill again in the new year. So happy New Year to everybody! Uh, this is the first first day of the month, first first day of the year. I don't know what's going on in in this new year, but um, certainly uh, a good way to reflect and to still uh, look back a little bit about. Um, what happened in 2015? I don't know if you do that on a regular basis, but I was um, prompted to do that uh, based on what I um, experienced in the past few days and also what I read this morning, uh, almost last minute. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do is to apologize because I was supposed to bring in a guest today. Her name is Christmas. And uh, as you know, there were some period of um, holidays everybody being busy and, and spending time with family and, and friends and um, having a good time, and that's fair, fair and and well-deserved, So, which means that uh, we would have been a little behind in terms of planning. So we prefer to postpone until next week. I think we will be much better prepared next week. And um, Christmas will be coming. She will be live uh, along with um, Lord Metatron that I mentioned last week. And she will be speaking about um, something called the Heart Diamond, um, something that I also briefly mentioned uh, last week. It's like uh, a conscious entity which is part of your our spiritual heart, providing we ask uh, to receive it. And she's been working with it for a number of years. Uh, she's been in the spiritual field for ages. And uh, she will be in a much better position to tell you Everything and anything about the the hard diamond that I am, uh, even though I'm I'm working on it, uh, which is a a blessing for for starting a new year. So this is for next week and possibly the next the week after. Uh, she may be with us for two shows. Um, things still need to be worked out a little bit. Uh, again, it's the beginning uh, beginning of a new year. I've been feeling, uh, you know, it's not by accident that uh, we couldn't have Christmas and Long Metatron on the show today because I've had so many small instances of synchronicity and people coming in my life with uh, just a small message but such a meaningful one. And, and it's a it's a very healthy sign of alignment. And um, even the title of the show was kind of given to me by a, a new friend of mine, both new and old, a friend of mine in Sweden called Jenny. I think I connected with her about three days ago, and uh, she was asking me about the meaning of spelunking. It's, a, it's not a very, it's a strange word, spelunking. Spelunker, um, it's people who go within, but within what? Within caves. So I explained that to her, and oh, she said, you're a caveman." And I said, yes, I am a caveman. And my duty or my desire here is to ask or to invite people to explore their own caves. And um, who knows uh, where this is going to take us You know, when we explore. So the idea then came very organically, very naturally to reflect upon uh, about exploring the cave. I'm not going to be... Going back, um, going back into the full year of uh, exploring what happened to me in 2015, I think it's beyond the point. Uh, I think what really matters here is that we go within and we explore. We we spend time not doing things. I mean, I talked quite a bit last year about the notion of achievement, the, the dimension between uh, the dichotomy between achievement and affiliation and this notion of exploration is is closer it's very close to the notion of affiliation exploring our own it's the word that was given to me by my coach when i learned about the word the word spelunking exploring my inner landscape you know when when we go there's a beautiful picture that i posted on um, on facebook with the invitation there's two people diving the cave that they are in is underwater so they are swimming into the cave and uh, it's a bit of the picture that I posted about a year ago, the um, announcement of the show. You know, there's a woman, a uh, spele- speleologist, a spelunker, looking at the, um, at the cave, and there's a little uh, a pond, a little lake at the bottom. And uh, I don't think she dove into it. She went into the water, but it's, uh, it's a good metaphor as well. And sometimes we know as we may have cold feet, you know, to use a, a very... English expression, to have cold feet, and we found um, a pool of water within, whatever this water means to us, and we are not quite sure what to do with it, it feels cold, uh, usually it feels very transparent, so I think that's the beauty of it, that uh, we can see through it, but um, I'm using a metaphor here, as you, as you understand, but you know, what, what does it mean, what do we do with this? If suddenly we find a pool of clear water in our lives, whatever this means, it could be a sun, a ray of sunshine as well, you know, what do we do with, um, with it? Do we, it's interesting because Jenny brought that, um, this friend in Sweden, she brought also the idea of bringing something back to the surface. And, um, I think it's a very good idea, but it's, it's not so much my point in, um, In doing this show, it's obvious that we want to bring back to the surface, you know, the best of who we are, the best of um, the renewed part of who we are, once we discover something about ourselves and something about who we are. It's important to know ourselves, know thyself, I guess, is an inscription that was um, on the portal in Delphi, in Greece, and um, it seems that the journey of knowing oneself never ends, and that's... That's the beauty of it, and that's why I'm here today talking about, you know, possibly if there's if there, if there was a wish, and I think there is a wish or a desire on my own, is like for all of us to be able to go deeper this year, and to find out about you know things that possibly we didn't know, or even more important, things about ourselves we couldn't see. It could be blinders, it could be obstacles, it could be veils, you know, something we need to remove because it's blocking our progress, it's blocking our path. And um, this is my deepest, you know, wish for this new year, that something something gets lifted, something gets um, gets thrown into dust, in a sense, you know, something that was there but not quite there for our own benefit. Suddenly disappears and and flies into the sky in a cloud of dust. And um, again, it's been a a morning and a day yesterday. Of I will tell you a little about what happened to me yesterday. I was in the in the hospital for a small medical exam, and I couldn't help but you know connect with the. I was looking for a spiritual meaning to what I was doing, and it was pretty. Um, Interesting, the the prep, the preparation for this exam. And I will tell you more about it in the second segment. But um, again, a lot of small things happening. And I feel a bit of a... It's January 7th, but uh, after what happened yesterday, and I won't, don't want to spoil uh, things now uh, in about 10, 15 minutes, uh, I feel a bit like what we say in English, over the hump. You know, it's like... Um, I've been over this and I'm getting myself ready for a new a new spiritual adventure or whatever the, the, this is. I mean, uh, who knows what's going to happen in 2016. I haven't read much about all these people who talk about um, we talk about what's going to happen during the year. Again, I read here and there but um, I'm not into predictions uh, and I'm not the one who is able to make predictions. And yeah, that being said, I read something this morning from, uh, excuse me, from um, someone who channels. Um, her name is Crini, um Angelic guides, and I think I quoted them last week or the week before. I don't get those messages very often, but I get them. They tend to talk to me quite a bit, and that's what we need to do. You know, when our on our spiritual whole path is to to connect with what really talks to us and there was uh, a message from these uh, angelic guides and um and uh what they said about the year past uh, was quite meaningful to me and i'm going to be reading now two paragraphs and especially the second one i want to sort of prepare you is a very good uh, approach or so called definition of what spiritual progress is. It's, that's the way I look at it. It's the way we transform within. And it's not like there's any kind of physiological changes that we, are, we can't tell. You know, you can't tell how different. I don't think you can. I cannot tell how different I am from a year ago. Maybe I have a deeper uh, perspective on life, but how do I put that into words? How do I put that into a timeline, except if there is something very um, special happen to you? then you can talk about it after and before. But um, in this case, even if I relate back to a year ago, um, I can relate to a different location, obviously, but not so much a different uh, Gilles Arcelin, even though, obviously, I, I grew over the, the past 365 days. So the, the post from, um, from these angelic guides... It's called the look at where you've been and where you are going. And I'm not gonna say much, I don't think so, about um, 2016, again, it's not my point today to predict the future. But a bit more, there's two paragraphs again relating to 2015. And the first one says, for some of you, this this was quite a challenging energy to integrate. Certainly you had your ups and downs. Some had more challenges than others. Many of you had large life-changing events occur this year, this past year. New relationships, new children, new locations, new careers. However, one thing is for sure, your life looks very different than it did just one year ago. Your perspectives have drastically altered and much of this was assisted by the intense energy of this past year. It was in many cases a purging of all that remained in your life that was no longer serving your higher good. Many of you also were met with strong manifestations that allowed you to see what you are still holding within your subconscious minds. And um, I would say pretty much I agree with all that they say, these angelic guides. And I already commented about the fact that I'm not the same person, but I can't tell to what extent I have changed and to what extent my perspective has altered within a year. Different location, yes, of course. We were on the East Coast a year ago. We're on the West Coast now. It feels different. And yet, um, I can certainly relate to, you know, it was in many cases a purging of all that remained in your life that was no longer serving your higher good I've heard that, that sentence so many times from my coach, the coach I was working with last year, my energy coach, uh, Scott Smith, you know, letting go of things that, you know, no longer serves us, no longer serves you. And, um, and again, the, the challenge here is to realize what is it that no longer serves us, these old sets of beliefs this all sets of attitudes things we do on autopilot we don't even think about what we are doing but it's like a groove and we are more or less stuck into the groove and we don't realize that what we are doing is is serving no purpose but just to keep us in the status quo and um you know once you see the light and being able to and you get able to be able to to get out of the groove and to start writing a new A new path, a new part of your path. I think that's very beautiful. And the second thing I could relate also the very last sentence. You know, many of you also were met with strong manifestations that allowed you to see what you are still holding within your subconscious minds. And I don't know if it's um, something about my subconscious minds, but I was talking about a week ago and possibly two weeks ago, about all those thoughts coming into my mind or coming from my mind that I you know irritation frustration um, something very unpleasant and uh, is it coming from my subconscious I don't know I personally think it's coming from somewhere else and that there's a higher presence sending me those gifts uh, and it's something that I have to deal with it's something called you know controlling your mental body or my mental body and it's like uh, it's like an exercise and training. It's like when you train a muscle, when you practice a sport, you have to train your legs, you have to train your heart. And I think it's just the exact same thing. You have to work within your physical body. If you have illnesses, you have to work with your within your emotional body, and you have to work as well within your em, mental body. And I've been, I think, I've been doing a lot of work in this uh, mental body, especially in the past two weeks. And. Uh, I was reflecting also in the past couple of days, you know, why is it that we didn't really do much uh, over the holidays? You know, at some point I thought we could go visit that place or go to this country and nothing happened. And my my, uh, so-called destiny or my, my right place was right at home doing this kind of work uh, and working on my frustration and working on my irritation and working on, on controlling those thoughts that are there to possibly derail me. And uh, fortunately, there was no derailment. Uh, the train kept, the train of what? train of my thoughts, I guess it's an easy way, kept on track. And we had a very peaceful and restful holiday. But um, in that in that respect, yes, I have changed to the extent I can see what what you know why things are happening and what and what is really happening and what is the kind of work that I need to do and that is real uh, a real blessing and um a very small anecdote about this because I think I was really in training over the holidays when our son was home nice back to school and uh it was very difficult at time for, for a myriad of reasons, that I'm not going to get into. But um, there was there was bubbling from within. There was you know something boiling within, and this boiling kind of stopped you know once our son went back to school. And it's not it's not only a question of him being in school. It's a question of the context in which uh, I find myself in. But I was reflecting because yesterday we had to buy some tickets, some air tickets. We're traveling to Southeast Asia in the spring. And uh, we knew the dates. We knew the airline. Everything was set. And despite that, we spent about, uh, about two hours buying the tickets. And in the end, we bought the tickets with the airline we had in mind and the dates we had in mind. Everything was fine. But there was so much meandering here and there. That I thought to myself, you know, why is it taking us so much time? I had to take a break at some point, and I was able to finish the laundry and fold our clothes. It was a nice escape, so to speak. But what this, uh, this time, these this two hours allowed me to do, and in between the, the meandering that I'm talking about, is to reflect, to reflect on the power of my mind. And I'm sure in many cases, I would have been so upset and so irritated that we are spending so much time doing something which is already, you know, a done deal. And yet, my mind wasn't, it wasn't working 300 miles an hour, wasn't walking 300 miles an hour. And um, at some point, I sat on the couch, on the couch. my wife was still at the computer, and I was able to breathe and reflect and you know, it felt different. It felt different from the situation I was in in the past two weeks. And I'm not saying it's progress because for one thing, we cannot measure progress. And for a second thing, this kind of thought, this kind of, I would almost call them debilitating thoughts, you know, they are so potent and they have so much tension in the mind. They may well back. They may well come back in the future. So I wouldn't think that it's over but the feeling last night, the sensation, the burning wasn't there. The boiling had stopped. And um, it was just very interesting. I was, I was simply reflecting on the way the mind works. And there wasn't so much impatience when possibly two weeks ago or three months ago or maybe a year ago, there had been a, an explosion within my mind and possibly some words of upset. And so this is a bit of my uh, of my spelunking observation, and maybe it's a it's a New Year's observation. I don't know. I don't know if anything has gone to rest. You know, we I think we the mind also tends to to make a lot of uh, hypotheses, and um, it's good at time that we are able to test those hypotheses. So I will keep uh, I will keep watching my mind, and I will. Um, See you in a few minutes.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica. surprise you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program.
2: Hello, this is Jill again. Thank you very much for listening and for being here today in this new year. It's a pleasure to have you here. So right before the break, I was talking about um message from the angelic guides, and I read to you one paragraph about 2015 and maybe some of the things that took place in your life. A new relationship is very much the case for me as well. I've been connecting, or so-called reconnecting, you know, we don't know in the spiritual realm what happens, but reconnecting with so many people. And at the same time, I could see some relationship uh, ships uh, going by the wayside. And for some of them, I think it was a bit of a, a heavy heart on my end. But it's just like, you know, sometimes there's, you can think that there's glue between people in the relationship, and sometimes the glue gets old or falls off. Um, there was an older woman in France I was fairly close to when I was a Buddhist, knowing I, I quit my Buddhist practice uh, eight years ago, so it's been a long time. And we were seeing her every time we went back to France, and then my mother moved, and moved as well when we went back to France, and I kind of lost touch with her. And um, a year ago, she sent me a card, a, greetings, a New Year greetings card, and for whatever reason, you know, there was a lot going on last year in our lives, and we didn't respond. And And... The relationship just fell apart. Um, but I could see that she was still, you know, living in her own Buddhist ideal. Um, and you know, when you think about the frame of references she was in, and the frame of references where I'm moving into, trying to detach myself, especially from the kind of Buddhism that I was practicing. And even more than that, trying to detach myself from people who put others on a pedestal. It's something I've been observing quite a bit, I mean, in the past couple years. And my tendency is, you know, to think that it's not a healthy practice to put someone on a pedestal, because in the first place, when you put someone on a pedestal, it means you're looking at someone else. You're not looking at yourself. And you're not doing the work you need to do within, providing you think you have to do some work. But it's not going to happen, you know, this kind of work, this kind of spiritual progress I'm talking about and this kind of spiritual progress that the angelic guys, um are talking about. It's not going to happen by looking outside yourself and looking at someone and putting that person on a pedestal. And I've seen that happening again, physically speaking, when I was in a, in a gathering about a year and a half ago. And... Um, was the end of the week-long gathering. I mentioned that a lot of things happened for me in that gathering at the spiritual level A lot of forgiveness went on. And at the end of the gathering, you know, we offered a gift to the speaker, a very nice gift, a sacred geometry shape. And the person is a human being in front of us. She was channeling an ascended master. But still, this person is a human being. And when we offered the gift, the person, the man, we offered the gift to that person, to that speaker, he kneeled in front of her. And I I couldn't understand that kind of behavior. You know, it's... I would have given her a hug to this woman. I'd have given her a hug on a, on a recent... Uh, on a regular basis. In addition to that, it was her birthday three days ago. On January 4th. And... Uh, When we speak, I think we are equal. And uh, so many people in, in the world, I think, you know, tend to belittle, belittle, I think is an interesting word, to belittle, to make themselves little in front of others, when in the end, or not so much in the end, but in the depth of who we are, we are all the same, we are all the same spark. Many would say the same spark of the God. I would say also the same spark of the universe. But there's no reason, you know, in the first place, if you put someone on the pedestal, it's because your tendency to compare with someone else. And I think it's a very um, detrimental practice. I think that's the word I was looking for. But um, That's the thought that came with, you know, thinking about this... older French person in France, I mean, and uh, a daughter that we knew was just the same. I mean, she was only talking about that Buddhist leader. A world was contained within the words of that Buddhist leader. And, you know, it's like when the relationship dries up, at some point it also breaks and there's no, there's no point in keeping it alive. And that's just, The way it is, I mean, some people leave us, or we leave some people, and that's just the way life is. You know, we have seasons all over the year, in most part of the year, in most part of the world. And flowers and trees, they bloom, you know, beautiful leaves, beautiful flowers, and then they die, and then they get reborn on the same location. And I think, in a sense, the same process is taking place in our hearts, this process of, of rebirth, of rejuvenation. So whatever goes, goes, and I, um, I shouldn't feel sad about it. This little, um, this little story apart, which is a very, obviously a very important story, it's something I needed to share, it's something uh, a person who was dear to me, this little story apart, I wanted to read to you the second uh, the second portion about um, the message from the angelic guides, and it still relates to the year two thousand fifteen. And it reads: We told you in the beginning of the year of your year that you would each be met with many opportunities to demonstrate just how far you have come, just how much you have grown and how you were then capable of viewing each challenge with a new mindset, with a new perspective. Therefore, you were able to react differently than you would have in the past. You see, achieving new levels of self-enlightenment and growth does not mean that there will be no longer challenges. It means that you will be able to maneuver around them better, more efficiently and faster than you were ever able to do before. And this is the case in many of your lives as you experience various sorts of hurdles along your path this year. And again, I think I mentioned that already, but this is what I look at in terms of spiritual growth, spiritual progress. Um, I was talking about getting out of the groove. You know, we see things that happen to us. It may not be the same thing. It could be a recurring thing. I don't know I don't have any example that comes to mind. But the way we approach life is from a more mature perspective. The way we react, maybe we don't react as much from our mind, and we are anchored a little deeper, possibly not completely, but we are anchored a little deeper into our hearts. And that's where the response you know, comes from. That's where it flowers from. That's where it blooms from comes to mind this, you know, a few weeks back, something that I shared, you know, the reaction I had. Not so much from the mind, but from the heart. How can I respond in this specific situation with compassion? And the words were formed in my mind, but I think they took they took shape, they took root in a different part of my being. And uh, even though I didn't have that, you know, Inclination coming into my life after that. I think I, I trailblazed you know, some new path, a new groove, like I said, possibly at a deeper level in the cave. And um, again, that's what spiritual work is all around, is all around. Is all about. There's no need to look for, you know, yourself. In a in a real you know a real cave or on top of the mountain, practicing with yogis and enlightened beings, enlightenment is something we'll uh, achieve of, of find within. It's not going to happen outside ourselves. You know I keep emphasizing uh, this point, but this is really where we need to look for. And this is what I've been saying for about a year. Trying to look, uh, trying to explore our own caves, trying to see what comes out of the cave, and um, trying to explore, you know, new holes, new pools of the water, new areas of our psyche, things we were not aware a few weeks or a few years back, and um, that's what I call real growth. I'm gonna read that last paragraph before I close onto that section. You see, achieving new levels of self-enlightenment and growth does not mean that there will be long that there will no longer be challenges. It means that you will be able to maneuver around them better, more efficiently and faster than you were able to before. And this is the case in many of your lives as you experience various sorts of hurdles along your path this year. And um again, it's something you may want to reflect on um, something you you feel the way it rings it rings through in your heart how we've been maneuvering around those challenges, and oftentimes the challenges are challenges of the heart, and um, again, there's a lot of obstacles, a lot of pebbles um Coming onto our path, and so moving into the new year, I'm not gonna again say much about how I see the world, the the year unfolding. I'm sure many things will happen. One thing I know for sure, which is not um, exact science, is in terms of numerology. Why in a in a year nine? If you add the word the the numbers two, zero is zero, and six, you get nine, and nine is the is the last number in the cycle. The cycle goes uh, in numerology from one to nine, and usually your year nine is a year is a year of completion. It's a year of, in a sense, closing the door, and and. and and moving on to something new or to something that opens up. And uh, in many ways, I had a bit of that feeling this past year. Because professionally speaking, I think moving you know, ph- physically or geographically, moving uh, is a way to close. To close on, on 20 years of our lives is a long time. And it's um, closing on, on lots of memories as well. But professionally speaking, I used to work in the field of cross-cultural training for 20 years as well, almost 21. And last year, uh, for the first time in 20 years, I didn't do any stand-up training. I did a couple um, gigs, a couple uh, sessions, two-hour sessions on the computer virtually. But besides that, um, besides that, nothing. Nothing besides the show and living my life and digging and exploring and and, uh, seeing what's out here, what's out there. And um, the new, in a sense, hasn't really manifested yet. I think the new is still being birthed. That's my feeling. At least I'm talking about my own life. I don't know about 2016 on a universal uh, level. But something will happen. I don't know at what point. But I think... uh, the only goal I have for the year is to be open, to be open and stop stop worrying about what's going to happen next or what's going to happen when we move out of this place where we are now if we need to move out. And um, that's something that comes to mind in terms of worrying, which is not a very healthy activity. Uh, the words from um, Wayne Dyer, uh, it's a guy, a, a sage man in a sense, who passed away a couple months ago. His last name is Dyer, D-Y-E-R, he was living in Hawaii. And I read a couple of his books a long time ago. And when it comes to worrying, he said, no, worrying is not going to take you anywhere. If you look got a situation, either you can do something about the situation and then it's up to you to take action, or you cannot do anything about it, and then you let go. You let go and you let the universe do its work. Whatever you want you know, to think and believe about the universe, what the work of the universe is. But I think it's, um, it's what it is. You know? I can't tell what's going to happen uh, in the second part of the year in terms of our lodging situation. And there's no point for me to strategize here this very moment, and uh, just let it be. What will be will be, and I think it's uh, it's the best um, the best attitude because worrying takes us into the future, and we're often worrying about something that may not even manifest because our mind, again, the mind is is playing tricks, and. Um, Takes us different routes that are very um, beneficial to us. So before I talk about what happened to me yesterday, uh, which was very um, kind of very interesting from a spiritual point of view as well, I would like to read a couple words that I got this morning again from a friend of mine. We both belong to um, a small organization called uh, the Vajra Flame Foundation. It's a small uh, organization based in Colorado. And she's the president of this organization, but she said, I just opened a New Year's greeting this morning that said, the New Year lies before you like a spotless tract of snow. Be careful how you tread on it, for every mark will show. And then she adds a personal note in the context of the organization. May we embody the work of our beloved teacher, Master Joao Kuhl, And as we enter this new year, may we leave footsteps of beauty, kindness, compassion, and peace. And I was thinking about our words, our beautiful words, and what came to mind in terms of footsteps. And it's also talking about the cave, the cave we go within. We leave footsteps not so much on the snow, but deep within. The word that came at depth curiosity and exploration. So I wish you in this not so old year a lot of exploration with curiosity and being able to reach depth.
0: The bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to one 472 5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program.
2: Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for being here today and for listening. Bonsoir à ceux qui écoutent depuis un pays francophone. Bienvenue. It's a bit late to say welcome, but who knows? So right before the break, I was talking about um, the old year and you know what, what to think or what how to approach the new one in, in terms of uh, in my own words or wishes, uh, depth curiosity and exploration some things i wish you very dearly and at the same time i mentioned yesterday going for a small uh, medical or surgical procedure uh it's called a um, colonoscopy which means it's a uh, it's an exam of the of the colon which is part of our stomach and again it's it's not so much the procedure itself. It's how I looked at it, um, trying to spelunk it in a sense. And what I thought very interesting, in a, I think the most exciting part is the preparation for that uh, because you have to drink a lot of liquids before, the day before, the evening before, and, um, and the morning of the procedure. And uh, about four liters, it's a lot of liquid. And what it does... It cleans the system. So by the time I finished my uh, my four liters yesterday morning, my system was completely clear. Was what's coming out? Uh, the output was uh, was only water, and it was yellow. So it was very um, very interesting to you know to start the new year with so much cleansing and, and purifying, and um, and having nothing in my body but water. After uh, you know, almost a y- yesterday morning was like a day of fasting and a day of drinking, only fluids. And um, I wanted to to find a parallel, you know, being into the spelunking area, with my spelunking at home. This is gonna be some kind of a so-called cave exploration as well. You know, someone going into my stomach, into my inner, it's my inner being as well. It's my physiological being, but it's my inner being. And I was very curious. And I was very, um, not really anxious, but I wanted to see as well. And, you know, these days the technology is very advanced. So they put that like, sort of a wire into your tummy, into your, from the rear, and then it goes up your stomach. And usually there's a little light. I've had one 30 years ago, so I know what a colonoscopy is, except it wasn't that advanced uh, 30 years ago. But I know there's the little uh, light at the end of the tube, at the end of the wire. And it can show you many things when the ultrasound. And there's a com- there was a computer next to the bed where I was lying. And I thought to myself, it's good. I will be able to enjoy um, some additional spelunking. And I knew that they would give me some... Um, some put me some on sedation know, uh, put me to sleep right before the, the procedure to, to ease my discomfort in a sense, which discomfort is not a pleasant thing if you're awake, but it's obviously very um, heavy on the stomach. And they gave me the right dose and it put me to sleep. I thought I would be half asleep or three quarter asleep, but I was fully asleep and I couldn't sense, I didn't have any physical sensation. I couldn't sense anything at all. And uh, I woke up maybe 20, 25 minutes later, and um, having no memory of what had happened. And I thought this in itself was interesting. Besides, you know, seeing the pictures, uh, the physician had taken three pictures that he gave me, so I could see the orangish wall of my stomach, uh, beautiful walls, very clear, the cleansing um, fluids had done their work quite nicely. But I thought it was very interesting that uh, in terms of, um, you know, the spelunking, it's a question of deepening our awareness, you know, gaining more consciousness about who we are, where we are coming from, the kind of veils, the kind of obstacles. And that's a spiritual kind of thing. And yesterday, I lost that consciousness which is very interesting. I was looking for it. I was looking for, you know, being a witness to that experience. But in the end, it didn't happen. And um, I found that they interesting. I found that they interesting, and that's just the way it was. It felt very, very pleasant and very. Um, very well prepared, and I'm very grateful that you know medicine has reached such a high uh, state of technology, advanced technology. But I couldn't put the spiritual and the physical together, and at the same time, I was you know reflecting on that purification phase that needs to take place, and thinking to myself, you know, I would be happy to reach the same level of purification within, within my thoughts, within my deeds. With my words. And um, a friend of mine, Altair, we came onto the show about four times last year, said also, you know, you can look at the other way. The physiological purification that I went through could be the mirror of the spiritual process. So instead of going from the physiological to the spiritual, I could look, or we could look, you know, at the spiritual matching the physiological and it's I think they are both valid and they are both they make us whole in a sense they make us who we are we purify whatever we need to purify on the physiological level and for one thing you know diet of course is very important but I've been eating much much less sugar in the past two to three weeks and that maybe helped also for the procedure yesterday um, for instance on Halloween time we have tendency to collect quite a few candy and we didn't keep any it all went into the garbage and, and small things you know like this that um, we put into our bodies and they can do more harm than good and um, that makes me think about you know what do we put in our spirit in a sense in our spiritual body what thoughts do we absorb you know, what what people do we rub shoulders with i think all of this you know and so many other things on a psychological level you know so many um, the word that comes disruptions you know of our well-being our psychological well-being can can happen every day every minute especially very much especially in the workplace and on the street, you know, when you're driving, how much, I wouldn't say stressors, but how many things can come to you that are not of the purest vibration. And um, so my goal for the what is left of the new year is to keep going on that purification path, on that, you know, also, giving my body what it needs, but not more than what it needs, and certainly not more sugar than what it needs. And um, I wouldn't call this a resolution. I think it's it started way beyond, way before the new year. But um, that's where I stand after this um, physiological purification. One thing I also wanted to mention to me to you. Um, we tend to look for signs. I wasn't especially anxious before I went to the hospital. But one thing I was looking at is you know, just signs around me. And the night before, I had difficulty sleeping. And I had to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to finish my two liters of liquid. But uh, I saw signs when I woke up three times during the night. I was looking at the clock but those signs were very interesting. The first one was 222, then 321, and then 456. It went from 222, which is a meaningful number to me, then 321, and then 456. And I thought it was such a very nice sequence of of numbers. Still talking about the new, I received also, uh, that this is it for my physiological uh, sharing and for what I went through. A beautiful poem from um, a person called John you. I hope I do justice to his last name. It must be an Irish name. And it's called um, For a New Beginning. So that's the last uh, jewel I would like to leave you with today whatever this new beginning might mean to you. It could be a new phase, it could be um, a new week, it could be whatever you think uh, this new is going to take us into. But this is uh, for a new beginning from John Odonoyu. In out of the way places of the heart where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you wheeled yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety, and the great promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon, you will be home in a new rhythm. For your soul senses the world that awaits you. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon, you will be home in a new rhythm. For your soul senses the world that awaits you. I wish you, my dear friends, a new beginning.
1: Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 pm Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again.